Dear friend, let's discover more of who we are together. Love, Haley and Amanda. Hello, dear friends. Hi, dear friends. Thanks for listening in this week. This is an episode about mothers who are mostly others. <laughs> My dad always says that mothers are mostly others because the word is others with just an M. So it's mostly just others. And also people are a lot of, there's a lot of mothers. I was thinking it's mostly others because neither one of us are mothers. So it's actually all others, not us. Right. And, and that is a great example of a dad joke and why we didn't celebrate them this week. (laughs) But we did, we did get a great interview with you and your mom. I know. I, I feel like the interview could have gone on forever, honestly, because uh, who doesn't want to dissect their mother's brain about how they mothered you, first of all? I think there's a lot of people who would pass on that. Oh. (laughs) And secondly, motherhood is confusing and hard, and there's a lot to it. See, but this is what we were talking about with our friend Hannah. It's like, is it confusing and hard or is it actually something you were made to do? And if you just love that kid with all you have and do your best, that's enough. I think that there is a, I think you're right. And I think that that proves a little bit why it's it's so not black or white or by a certain book like you just have to be fully present and aware and like you were saying just doing your best and trying to just love this child but it doesn't always look the same for everybody and it's not always an answer you can just find you know in a book or from someone else's answer it's like a very messy, but beautiful and complicated, but simple, you know? I agree. I think it's a bit of column A and a bit of column B. Do you want to be a mother? I do, but I'm not one. And, and I'm also grateful for that. (laughs) But one day I will be, and so will you, and we'll be really good mothers, I think. I wonder because we both have great mothers. That's true. Well, guys, listen in. Wait, do we want to do our pledge? Oh yeah, I do. Okay, we go. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United Mates in America, (laughs) and rarely in public is where we stand. One friendship. Under God. Indivisible. Live purdy. <laughs> you live purdy. And justice for all. For all. Well, I, did, I didn't get to sit on this interview. Like, I didn't get to sit in, in on it while you were recording it. Um, but I'm really excited to listen to it. And what are some key things that stand out to you? 
about the talk you had with your mom? Um, I think one, I mean, many things, but if I had to choose one, one thing that I really liked was the part, not to go all the way into it, obviously, but how you incorporate your kids into your journey as a grown up, you know, I think that this is something we talk about too, that we're kind of afraid that when people that have children, their, their lives stop, you know, and then it's just all about the kid, which is a good thing on one hand, but the truth is that life is a journey, not just for your child, but for you too. So you and your mom talk about how she brought you guys along through her and your dad's journey. Yeah, because I mean, it's not always perfect times and it's, and you have to just kind of ebb and flow and you have to be fully present and let things change as they need to. And I thought that that was, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I thought that was really um, interesting because even if there's hard times for you as a parent, you can, you can still mold those experiences for your child to be something positive, which, whoa, seems hard. Yeah, I think so too. Actually, I was listening to this interview that Oprah did with, oh man, she's just, she's just putting out a book with this guy and it's all about Bruce. Yeah. And the book is called like, what happened to you? Did you watch it? Yes. And I just remembered his name, Bruce Perry. Okay. Well, one of the things that they said was that something quite remarkable is that a baby from zero to two months is the most important absorbing time of their entire life. Like if they hear you fighting with your spouse, if they're picking up on how you talk to people, how you interact with people, how you love people, how you're treating people, which is so crazy because people just think, okay, they're at a stage at that age where they're just pretty much a vegetable. And I'm just like holding them and putting them down. So you're doing the stuff you always do. And the baby is absorbing every, every, everything. And so I think it's so interesting that people always say the the best parenting is just that you're living out this example, you know, like you're living your life and hopefully you are an adjusted, well-aligned person because that's just what your kid's going to pick up. And like, it's crazy that from zero to two months, they're already forming how you interact with people, what love feels like and sounds like. It's crazy. I'm sorry. It's crazy. It's very, very crazy. I highly recommend people like to watch on the Apple Plus TV at the Oprah interviews. She does an interview with him talking about it and I highly recommend it, but I'm excited to hear the interview of your mom and you, and I'm looking forward to it. So everybody, welcome to an interview with Haley and her mother, who I call Mrs. Yale, but her name is Terry Yale. (laughs) Well, I have on this podcast today... On a very special Mother's Day, my mother. Welcome, Terry. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad we're doing this together. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. What a gift you are. Oh, really? What makes yes, you say, what makes you say that? Well, I think that uh, God only gives us children to as gifts. 
you actually belong to him. And so uh, I always consider my children to be my gifts. So I'm on loan. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can only take credit for part. Part? Part. Part of me, how I turned out. So that's convenient. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I was going to ask you that later, but do you, do you think that your children turn out how they are because you raised them a certain way and like you did a really good job or a poor job or that kids like sometimes you're like, what? How did this person turn out? They would have been this forever. <laughs> I think that it is some of it's genetics, you know, like I know your, your half sister or your step, uh, your half sister and you lived apart. And I always find it kind of interesting that y'all live, she lived in Colorado with her mother and you were here with me and your dad and that, um, that y'all didn't like some of the same foods. Like you, neither one of you, both of you loved soup. Neither one of you liked iced tea. I mean, there were, several things that I know it sounds kind of bizarre but and then y'all seem to from a um intellectual perspective kind of have that really um kind of the same you know she has her PhD you you know gone through college you seem very analytical about things and very knowledgeable so you know I think some people are really good with their hands and really do good things with uh, like your brother he does really good things with um remodeling and running his business and being a project manager but really the school part was really not something that he enjoyed as much as you girls enjoyed so I remember because I wrote all of his high school essays oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well I don't know that I knew all of that <laughs> well, welcome to a live podcast where you learn secrets about your kids yeah, exactly. Um, but I do think that it's important or it was important for me to make sure that you were, we were able to be able to identify your gifts, you know, since you and me here and I, and I, you know, see that you were, you seem to be musically inclined. You seem to be artsy, which we know turned out to be good. Um, you also were very athletic and good at sports. So in the beginning, we let you try all of those things so that we could see what your real gift was because you enjoyed those. So it's almost like, not to interrupt, but You're it's fine. like there, it's almost like something's hidden inside of mm -hmm. us, almost mm -hmm. like when we're born. And as parents, you're trying to like figure out what that special thing is that's inside mm -hmm. of us. I'm picturing, um, there's a story, I'm forgetting which artist it is, but a kid looks at, uh, watches a really famous sculptor and it mm -hmm. starts off as just a block of clay, right? Or stone. And he right. starts carving away and chipping away. And then this beautiful woman appears and the kid goes, mm -hmm. how did you know she was in there? <laughs> That's right, exactly, yeah. I think that, um, you know, even for you, there were times when you went, oh, I'm really loving athletics I want to quit piano and we said no you need to you know you're you're good at both of these things so we want you to have the cultural side and we also want you to have the um you know the athletic side and so we did both at the same time and then when you you know because we're so young that we wanted to make sure that you were choosing appropriately you know and um so I think a little bit of that 
I don't want to say it becomes brainwashing, but it is us guiding you. It is kind of guiding you in a direction. So just trying to help you make the best choices so you didn't do things in life that would not, I think you can discover your gifts that that means that you will probably enjoy what you're doing in life. And so I, that's what I really wanted for both of, or all three of our children is to have, be able to do things they really enjoyed and not something they had to go do just to make money. So I'm thankful that you and Jake both have, and, and Reese have all been able to do what they needed to do uh, that they liked. So I feel like uh, that's a major gift that you guys gave me. And I feel so lucky because mm -hmm. I know that it's not, it doesn't happen every day that kids find their gift because their mm -hmm. parents presented all these things to them to mm -hmm. try like an experiment, you know, you don't know till you try mm -hmm. it or whatever. And I think it's also interesting that you said, even like as a little kid, you mm -hmm. can already start to see which Amanda and I talk a lot about um, that it is kind of that balance that you, yes, your experiences kind of shape you, but there's something about when kids come out that you're just like, oh boy, this kid was going to be uh -huh. also just have these things in them. Like, I mean, Jake is so different than me. Yeah. You know, and so I think that those are the the things that the Lord gave him and that he was born with and the things that you were, you know, your grandfather was artistic. Well, we didn't know that he was, you were going to be artistic just because he was, you know, so some of that I firmly believe is genetic. I also was artistic, not to the point and didn't pursue it the way you have pursued it, nor did he. However, I think those gifts were there and we could have developed some of that, not to the point you have because being the proud mother, but you're um, definitely a great artist and, um, he always knew you would be as well. So I think that, uh, you know, I think it's kind of a 50-50 thing almost, you know, and you just have to be able to, and I don't know that I did it perfectly, but you certainly need to be able to recognize what their gifts are. You know, if it had been dancing or if it had been analytics or if it had been, hey, they love numbers, you know, like my grandson Gideon, he loves to, he's so um, into figuring things out, you know, so I think you just kind of have to watch for those gifts and hope it's, if it's something that they like and seem to enjoy that we want to be able to develop it. We didn't know you could really make a thing as an artist, but <laughs> yeah, no. And then the music and the artist, yeah. that, that part of your life did work out pretty Did You know, that's the way, the direction we went and a little bit, not by choice because you were still enjoying being an athlete and unfortunately yeah. got hurt. And so we took this direction. I think that's when it really took off. So the Lord turns something bad for good. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of fun interviewing you because um, it's like, I know you so well, but there's also like questions that I, you know, I wouldn't in a everyday situation ask you, like, have you always wanted to be a mother? Like when you were, and just for our listeners, um, this is Haley and that <laughs> I, this is my mother, but I, I don't have children yet. I do want to have mm -hmm. children um, mm -hmm. and that I'm your second child. Mm -hmm. um, so did you, when did you know that you wanted to be a mother? I think I really was always maternal. 
My mother was um, a single mother. My parent, at some point after my brother and my sister were born, um, she got she was divorced, and um, we. I was maternal from the very beginning. I loved to take care of them. I was the oldest sister. I'm the oldest sibling. Um, I also think that um, after she remarried, then I have a brother that's 12 years younger than me, and I always tell him that all the other little girls in the uh, neighborhood, they were playing with baby dolls and I had a real baby in the first thing <laughs> at my house. And so the very first thing I did was invite everybody over to see my real baby. Well, <laughs> it ended up that I, you know, he, I cared for him always. I mean, it's just been kind of always instinctive for me early on. I thought there's, you know, or probably more in my teenage years, I thought, you know, there's so many kids in the world that don't have homes and that type of thing. I thought I'm not going to have any kids. I'm just going to adopt a child. So that also went through my mind. Um, so that it didn't turn out that way, of course, but yeah, I think that I've always been pretty maternal anyway, and always wanted to be a mother or caring. And as the people who do know me, I do like to take care of people. So definitely you are definitely mother hen when it comes <laughs> to your siblings or even, I mean, and now I start to see it, you know, the tables kind of have turned a little bit, even with your mm -hmm. own mother. You yeah, know? Exactly. And obviously you're that way with me, but also with my friend group, uh -huh. and with my siblings, friend groups, you just kind of mm -hmm. naturally take people in and under your wing. Do you mm -hmm. think that um, you're imagine well and you probably you might say no to this um because you had so much experience taking care of people in real life but mm -hmm. is your do you think your imagination of or your ideal of being a mother turned out different than reality of being a mother yeah I mean I wasn't ever a, able to be a stay-at-home mom and so I might have done that a little differently but um I still otherwise probably not too much. You know, my, you know, my children had, uh, we worked hard. Your dad and I at one time worked five jobs at one time he worked at, you know, he was a valet and he worked his regular job and then he did, you know, had a landscaping business on the side. I worked at the church, which I enjoyed. That was me caregiving and, um, also my normal job. And so we did all of that. So y'all would have opportunity. Um, you know, and that's part, that's not the only reason we did it, but that's part of the reason that we did it. You know, we wanted you to be able to discover your gifts, take piano lessons, um, you know, do, uh, Jake be able to play sports, you know? So that was, that was all, you know, kind of part of that. Yeah. And there's something, cause when, even when you were listing all those jobs, you know, it's mm -hmm. crazy, which I think is like a secret sauce that you guys mm -hmm. had was, mm -hmm those times where you probably look back on them and you were so stressed and you guys were strapped for money probably. And you were trying mm -hmm. to make, you know, decisions to get us out mm -hmm. of like any, like a, a hard financial place. Mm -hmm. I look back on those memories as a child and they're like some of my most fond memories. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I feel like that was like a magic trick you guys did in your parenting of, of making, I mean, those times into special occasions mm -hmm. and, and feel special. Even when I would go with dad to mow lawns, yeah, you know, yeah. 
I thought that was a treat. I thought I was winning a prize. And or like I always tell people one of my um, earliest and fondest memories of my childhood is whenever um, you guys would make us picnics in the living room. And I was just thinking that. <laughs> and we would put the blanket out and I the number two things I think of one is ham and mustard roll-ups which <laughs> weird and squirt cheese and crackers and I, you would have thought that I was the queen of Thailand at that <laughs> picnic but you guys were probably like yo how how did you guys think to do that I mean not just to do things like that but to say hey, we're not going to let our kids see, you know, that this is such a hard time for us. We're going to find ways to and bring them along the journey and make them feel special anyways. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have a lot of money. I mean, I think that the main thing for your dad and I, we were trying to stay in front of it more than anything. It's not like we were, you know, we had some hard times, but right. I mean, we just wanted to make sure that we could, um, we were trying to buy a house and, you know, things like that. We tried to do things even if they didn't cost money. I mean, even if they, because they didn't cost money, we did things that we could think of that were um, creative, but that you enjoyed. And so y'all, we discovered, we tried different things and we discovered that that was one of the things y'all really enjoyed was, you know, building a picnic in the house instead of a picnic outside. Y'all thought, well, this is really cool. We can have a picnic in the house. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that's why we did it, you know, and we did kind of the same. You always wanted that squirt cheese and Jake always wanted those, those ham roll-ups. And so, you know, those things were always included when we did it. We didn't, we did it, you know, maybe once a month or whatever, but just something that y'all thought was special. And so we enjoyed it. I love that you said we just, you know, we just tried stuff because yeah. I think, especially me and in the, I'm in the time of life where, you know, my friends are having kids and, you know, mm -hmm. one of my best friends, Hannah, Amanda and I's best friend, Hannah is pregnant right now. And I think as you talk about becoming a parent, especially us as women becoming a mother, you feel like you have to have all the answers. Like right. what is the secret to being the best mom in the world. And it sounds like it might just be kind of an experiment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did try to learn a lot of things beforehand, but you don't <laughs> learn them all. You know, you try to learn all these things and then you bring this child home. And the first thing that happens is not anything you looked at before. <laughs> so, so I, I you know, I am a firm believer, as you know, and um, it takes a village. I mean, honestly, you know, we had great friends, you know, that, um, you know, they would see that, you know, Mark and I were working so, so hard and your dad and we were working so hard. And then someone would, you know, Sandy, Indiana, they were my, you know, great friends and great friends at the church. And they um, said, hey, you know what, we're going to step up and we'd like for y'all to be able to go out on a date night, you know, once a month. And we're going to come over and we're going to watch the kids and y'all were really close to them anyway. So um, you know, so it, it does it, not just that, but asking for advice, you know, mm -hmm. my parents asking them, you know, um, and they were really good to, you know, talk to y'all if y'all wanted to talk about things and, um, step in and say, Hey, you know, I, I don't know, you might want to try that differently, you know, so it, and lots of prayer, you know, I think one of the things, if I could say something as far as, um, that helped us know y'all as you were older, when my father got so sick, um, and your grandfather got so sick. 
that we began to pray every night. Not that we didn't pray anyway, but we stood in a room and we prayed and we held hands and we um, prayed, started praying for him. And then we would squeeze the next person's hand and then they would pray. And we did that for a long, long time. And your father and I still have prayer together still in that same manner. That's, but, that's not to interrupt you, but I thought you were going to say to get to know your kids, mm-hmm. we would pray for them. But mm-hmm. what you're mm-hmm. saying is <laughs> ask your kids to pray and mm-hmm. you're going to hear all the stuff that's going on with them and worried exactly. about them. And for people that, you know, maybe they no, don't, they're, not, they're not a believer, they don't um, pray every night with their family. I think that there might be other ways to do that, but that's such a interesting thought mm-hmm. because they kind of, I mean, they, we just thought we were praying to God, but turns out you guys could hear us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there was lots of things like things that were at school that you would pray for. And, um, you know, we would know that was on your mind. Like I distinctly remember one time there was a little boy at school that um, was telling you about how mean his parents were to him. And so, you know, we were praying, but we knew that was on your heart. And so, you know, it just even if it was small things at that point that at least we knew that they were we knew. And we knew it to pray for y'all, but we also knew, okay, these are concerning things. And I will say that that's one of the things that during that time period that we learned a lot about what you were thinking and were able to address them. And I consider that was a gift from God that we were, you know, that, that he gave us that um, wisdom to go that direction. But also I think if, you know, around the dinner table, you know, everybody gets a turn to talk about what went on in their day. Is there anything concerning? You know, I think we really ate dinner most nights around the dinner table. And so I think that that's also a good practice. Man, this, this mothering stuff, (laughs) it's a big deal. And, you know, it's also like, I feel, and I think all people actually feel and I don't mean better or worse because I know my father's going to listen to this, but you feel a different connection with your mother mm-hmm. than you do with your father. And I don't, again, I don't mean good or bad because some people, their dads are there. And I would, I know for Amanda too, her dad is her best, best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, even today I messaged my friend who, it's her first mother's day because the baby's in her belly. And mm-hmm. I just thought this is maybe one of the most special mother's day because it's really, and truly um, him and her mm-hmm. just together. And I'm just curious, what does that feel like <laughs> to have well, um, and I know it sounds like kind of obvious, duh, but like to have mm-hmm. your child grow inside of you and have that bond with another person that then mm-hmm. comes out and, you know, yeah. it's different than, and, and you know, you're, you're, ra- you raised us with, you know, dad, but, mm-hmm. but we weren't in his tummy. Mm-mm, no, I think that it's interesting because as you talk about that, I was thinking about how involved he really was when you, when he found out I was pregnant with you, 
he um, immediately was like, okay, you're, you're going to need to drink this much milk a day. I'm going to make you vegetables and this. And, you know, and so in, in the midst of doing all that, which is cooking is his kind of his thing anyway, but he was like, you know, really watching everything. And, and so, but I do think that it is, of course, different to be carrying a child. Um, I don't think that everyone had a very peaceful time with um, being pregnant with you. And so I don't know that everyone has that same experience, but I hope that people always take time to that are especially like women that are pregnant and carrying a child that they take time to get, you know, really experience and try to connect. Cause I think that is important. You know, we, uh, your dad would always come in and say, how's my, you know, how's my baby, you know, and you would kind of move around in my stomach and stuff. Oh. And so he thought it was really funny, but <laughs> which it was cute. But, you know, I think that once you're here and that you're, they're born, that's just, even to me, was even more special, you know, kind of keeping it to myself was not um, as special as when you were actually born. So. so speaking of that, what do you think if you had to choose, which this might take you a minute, if you had a moment where you thought, I'm so proud that that is my kid and I'm her mother. I'm already choked up. <laughs> um, you know, where you just, it's not even like my work is done or anything like that, but just like seeing your child out in the world and being like, yes. Did you mm -hmm. ever have, what, is there a moment that you looked at me or Jake or Risa and, and thought that? I'm just curious what it is. Well, I think that you know, your brother is such a good hearted person, really. I mean, if I can start there and that is something he's always been. And I just remember whenever, you know, he was really a star soccer player. I mean, he could play soccer from the time he was three and four years old. And so I just remember as, as we, he got to be like 10, 11 years old, I mean, he could score goals like crazy. And I'm not, I'm saying that to make a point. Um, he, but there were some kids on the team that couldn't do as well and just, you know, it just wasn't their gift, but they still played soccer. You know, not everybody can, but he literally felt sorry for those children or not felt sorry. He wanted to have them feel the same way he felt when he made a goal mm -hmm. and he would get it right up to the goal and, and just pass it right to him so they could kick it in. And then they were so joyful and he was just as joyful as they were about that. Hmm. And that's really kind of describes the kind of person he is anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. So, um, and I think with you, I think that, um, you know, I think that, you know, your art's been a really big thing for us, you know, but I've also watched um, the way you care about people and care about your friends and, you know, and lifted them up. And I think that's one of my main things, but I think when you bought that house recently that I was really, really proud of you because you worked your way through it and you, you know, you thought about it and I had that picture of you holding that key up and, you know, I just thought, you know, she's doing it. You know, she really is doing it. Yeah. And then at one point where you thought you might stay, take, get out of college and then decided to stay, I was proud of you that you really, <laughs> that you really went ahead and 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 did the right thing and and I knew you were coming into being a very very um smart young woman and 
we're not going to be a kid anymore. So, you know, <laughs> but, and Risa, and Risa, of course, she, um, got, you know, she's, she got her PhD and we're certainly, we're proud of her when she did that. She worked very hard to do that. And so, and she's got two great sons, my grandsons. And, um, you know, I just think she's a great mother and there's a lot of things, you know, there's, there's so many I could go on and on, but I know. Yeah, not one I was, specific. I actually, um, I was texting Risa this morning, my sister, happy mother's day. And that I was so glad they decided to have kids because, um, you know, that her and her husband said that they didn't really want to have kids and that they liked their freedom and their independence too much. Wow. But it's funny that you uh, said she's so analytic and stuff because she told me that she remembered. Yeah, we did end up deciding, but I want you to remember that we debated and that I made a spreadsheet of pros and cons. <laughs> and yeah, not... Not how, nor, not how many people make that decision, but yes, I'm glad she decided to have Gideon and Laren. <laughs> well, and it's just, it's interesting, like it's such a intricate journey. I mean, there's no black and white about mm -hmm. it. And you can stand at the beginning and you can, you know, try to break it down and figure it out. And then, mm -hmm. like you said, you can come home and the first thing the baby does and you don't know what, what's happening. <laughs> or, you don't have all the answers. So you end up having to ask your village or, you know, so what just, I mean, I could talk to you about this forever and also get into a lot of nitty gritty details about motherhood and pregnancy that people don't really care about. But I mean, as a woman that wants to be a mother and, you know, there's many people out there obviously that are either pregnant or thinking of having kids. What, what would you say, this is tough. What would you say is a, yeah, solid piece of advice for becoming a mother that raises a child that you're proud of and that mm -hmm. it's a good person in the world? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that some of that's gonna be, um, well, the very first thing I would say is that your father and I decided for ourselves that the Lord would come first. And then that, you know, we would put, be sure that we were doing what we needed to do as a married couple. And I think that's important for happy children to see happy parents. And then also if there's strife for them to see us work through the strife, mm -hmm. you know, so why, the world's not a perfect place and, and right. let's not fool them that it is, you know, but I think also, I think it's important is that you are watching and listening to your children to a point that not necessarily what they're saying, but that you're watching their uh, movements and their thoughts and are their moods changing and, you know, and really keeping that communication open. I, I know that some people, you know, don't, some kids shut down and they don't really have a lot of communication, but, you know, I think that's kind of like what we're talking about with the prayer and stuff like that is sometimes that they won't tell you those things, but I do think that um, it, even you and me now, I mean, we've already, as we got older, agreed that we would talk about things no matter what. And then sometimes it's that tough love, you know, it's that, you know, going to um, Florida and meeting your child and bringing them home when they didn't know you were going to bring them home because you're going back to college kind of thing, you know, that those type of things. But that, you know, it is tough love. It's, you know what, My, we got to, you know, Jake went to college and wasn't really doing what he should be doing in school at the time. And so we literally said, 
oh, guess what? We're going to cut your money off. So you know, there's just some things that otherwise you got to make good grades if you want to continue this or you can come home and go to school. You know, there's just stuff like that that's not fun, but it literally is a part of parenting. But I think that we always, after any of that or during any of that, continue to say we loved you and to be able to do comparison, you know, compare it to some things that maybe had happened to us. I shared a lot of my, you know, I didn't make the wisest decisions all the time when I was younger and, you know, my 15, 16, 17 year old days, you know, so I share that with, with y'all rather than keeping it a secret because um, I don't want you making the same decisions. You know, so I think that it's a combination of things. I, I really think it is. But I think my number one thing was, is that we kept y'all involved in church. Um, I mean, and we kept you involved in the things that you like, sports, you know, music, those type of things, art. But um, I think that it's important that very attentive, you know, that was our number one thing we wanted to do was to be with our kids and be a family. And, you know, it takes some work, especially if you've got to work as well outside the home. Yeah. So, um, but you know what, I'm fortunate. They, you know, everything has, um, at this point is okay. It's good. Well, you know, and I would say just to wrap this up that I used to think that you did love me more than any other person on the earth until mm -hmm. you met your grandchildren. <laughs> And so just really quick, even though it's Mother's Day, not Grandmother's Day, but I mean, that's your, you being a mother and then them becoming mothers and fathers. I mean, what is it like when you found out your child was going to have a child? Well, I think that the main thing is, so my dear friend, my best friend, um, she had already become a grandmother. And I said, Oh, I said, you know, my, my son said, we're going to, you know, he's, he's, they're going to have a baby, you know? And I thought, um, okay, well, I'm sure I'm going to love them and I'm going to like them. And, you know, but how could you ever love any child more than you love your own child? And, right. you know, and it's funny, I've had many discussions like this afterwards. And my best friend said, oh yeah, you don't know. I can't even, it's you're, you're what you're just what you're saying. I said the same thing. And she said, but it's just totally different. I think the best way to describe it is like you're falling in love all over again and there are no conditions. It's very unconditional. They um, love you no matter what. Um, I mean, if they, I mean, like it makes me emotional, which I'm not really someone that comes to tears. Haley will tell you, could tell you, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's amazing. There is nothing like it. I mean, not that I love my children any less. It's just a whole different kind of love. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, like I said, it's like, I'm not ever going to feel the same as when I fell in love with your father. And I'm never going to feel the same as I fall in with, with my grandchildren, you know? So it's just totally different. Um, you know, wouldn't trade it for the world though. Well, wait till you meet the kids that come out of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll be a whole nother kind of love. I'm sure. <laughs> well, anyway. thanks for talking with me on this mother's day and of course you know how I feel about you and that I obviously wouldn't be the woman that I am today and you know have the thoughts and capabilities and the life that I have if it weren't for you be paying attention like you did and you know for being such a wonderful mother so to all the mothers out there thank you for all the sacrificing that you've made especially this year I mean I know that 
you're, you have grown children, but there's a lot of mothers out there this year that have just been teachers and uh, wives and housekeepers mm-hmm. and cooks. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. Just, it is hard. And I, I feel like the moms this year are just total superheroes. Right. I do too. So anyways, thanks. And I, I love you. Love you too. <laughs> Happy hey. Mother's Day. Thank you so much. I think your father's cooking. Oh. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Well, I really enjoyed that. Me too. It was really sweet. Again, I could have talked to her forever. So even I've listened back and there's 40 more questions I could have gone into. Was there a part that you really liked? Yeah, well, it's something that you and I have said a lot before that kids are just kind of like who they are. You know, we've talked about this. My brother always says that you think you're going to have a kid and create, you know, like form it and form its ideals and kind of like, you're totally nurturing it to everything it's going to be. But the truth is the kid is just who they are. And I think that was a really interesting part of the interview because it's like, you are trying to figure out this kid and find their talents and nurture them, um, to be who they are and who they want to be. And it's not so much about like you pushing your stuff on them. It's like trying to feel them out because they're their own person which is so crazy and I think that it's I mean obviously I'm very fortunate to have parents that did that because I think it it gives a child like a head start into finding their gifts and finding the things that really align with themselves and I think of course even if people don't have a mother like that it's still obviously possible that you would find your gift and your way and your why, but what a head start. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I love your mom. I love your parents. So I just liked hearing from her and her perspective and, and hopefully our moms felt celebrated on mother's day and hopefully everyone got to love on their moms, but it's more than a day, right? All these holidays are sweet, but it's more than a day that we celebrate them. Hopefully we're doing it all the time. So. I, wanted, I wanted to quickly read this post by um, Chanel. I don't really know how to say her last name, Dukum, but we met her at the uh, Amy Jo Martin Renegade Boot Camp. And she posted this uh, post on Instagram for Mother's Day. And she's like drinking a margarita. And it says, after 419 days of running a business, writing a book, and teaching my five-year-old through remote kindergarten, I am free. We got a nanny this week. <laughs> Side note, moms are not well right now. Don't screw us over this Mother's Day. We've given up sleep, privacy, dreams, careers, waistlines, and even more this past year. We gonna need more than a mug. <laughs> Send booze and a weighted blanket and then toast me because it's five o'clock somewhere. It's true that this year it has been really difficult for moms. Yeah, and I just, I wanted to do an extra shout out because, you know, like you said, it's already mothers should be celebrated more than just one day a year. But the weight of this year particularly I think moms just had a load on their shoulders and they carried it. They sure did. Well, moms, we love you. 
even when it's not Mother's Day. And thank you guys for listening. We really do appreciate you spending your time with us. Um, And we will talk to you next time about something cool. (laughs) Stay tuned, dear friends.